Hey guys, does capitalism have you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 63 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I did my taxes and found out I made a lot less money than I thought this year. Oh, really? That sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And my name is Lydia, and this week I have created a a grow-up in my house, but not for weed, for native plants. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. Yes. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> How did you do it? Yeah. So basically, um, it was one of those things where my mom signed me up for it because I think if you're following the podcast, if you're following kind of the story of uh, my life here, um, yeah, the evolution of my life, maybe like six months ago when it was still kind of wintry, coldy outside, uh, my mom actually replaced our entire front lawn with uh, native plants and some like just wood chips and stuff like that and just mm-hmm. to like make the front lawn like more better and not just grass um to the podcast, yeah I, it was actually like right after the episode where courtney was talking about how bad grass is for the environment so it was crazy that she did that mm. like only a couple weeks later i was like oh, she's trying to send you a message she's like i think so i know what you're doing <laughs> i hear it <laughs> um and <clears throat> And I helped her do the gardening and stuff like that. And then a couple of months later, maybe in like February, she was like, oh, like sign up for this thing where like we actually grow the native species, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds like fun. Not thinking anything of it. You know, next thing I know, I'm getting emails. I'm getting fucking Zoom meetings. I'm getting all this shit. And I was like, whoa, Zoom meetings. whoa. Yeah. I was like, this is a lot more than I signed up for. And then I go home and my mom's like, okay, I picked up the stuff for you. Um come and like pick it up and i was like okay sounds good thinking it's just going to be like this tiny little shelf or something like that Mm -hmm. it is an eight foot tall shelving unit with four shelves on it i had to string up two four six eight different led lights and daisy chain them together I have a timer. I have. Oh my God. <laughs> I have like a power cord and I have like little fucking plants and shit. And she gave That's me amazing. a bucket of dirt and I <laughs> and like little seeds and stuff like that of different types of plants. So I have four different native species right now oh. that are getting ready to propagate. They're under a humidity dome right now. And um, (laughs) the light turns off during the day and on during the night because electricity is cheaper at night and I'm a good tenant (laughs) or whatever, (laughs) renter. Um, And yeah, that's where we're at right now. Now we have to wait two to three weeks for them to propagate and to see little bits of the And then you put them outside? Is that like the ultimate goal? Is that... Yeah, the ultimate okay. goal is that they will be going outside. Um, I think it's in about a month when they will kind of start to be like really tall. Maybe two months because it takes two to three weeks for them to propagate and like actually have the little tiny leaves. And I remember when we got ours for our front lawn, they were already like a foot tall. So mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be a little bit longer than my what my mom actually told me it was going to be. <laughs> so I signed up she for this. lie to you to get to you. <clears throat> Literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, I've been conned into being a good person, <laughs> into helping the environment. You're still being a good person, so doesn't You're matter right. how you got there, You're you right. still get the brownie points. Thank you, thank Thanks, you, mom. <laughs> thank you, mom. Yeah, Can you just take a picture of it and send it to me? I want to see what it looks like. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I think my mom makes me a lot cooler than I actually am. Not gonna lie. Mm. 
Yeah, she's got a lot of hobbies. Oh. And I'm like, ooh, now I have hobbies because I know my mom. <laughs> <It's> my <laughs> hobby too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. Cool. <laughs> Tell us about how poor you are. <laughs> Literally. Normally when I do my taxes, like when I see the number of my yearly income, I'm like, oh, that feels like a lot more money than I have. Like, yeah. where did all that money go? Yes. No, it's not usually a lot. Like, I am <laughs> don't make a lot of money. Um, but that was not the experience this year. I saw the number, and it was like $10,000 less than I normally make. Whoa. But for some reason, in my head, I feel like I'm in a better financial situation than I've ever been. And then I what saw the that number, and I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I thought I was doing okay. Turns out I'm poor. That's so weird, but yet you still feel richer than you ever have. I can't explain it. I don't That's know. so I think weird. Maybe there's there's a couple of months in 2021 where I was just like living off um, scholarship money. Yeah. Which yeah. in theory was still a lot more than I used. Like it was around the same amount that I used to make when I was working because I mm-hmm. used to pay less rent and I would pay more rent. Mm-hmm. So the scholarship money wasn't enough. So I had to like, you know, get a job. But then I got a job and I'm getting paid more than I ever have. And I'm like working more hours than what I have. What the fuck? So I don't know what happened, but. That's really weird. Maybe I did my taxes wrong. Hopefully you didn't miss nice. anything. Yeah, I was about to say. I don't. It seemed like everything was in there. I had like, I worked at like three different places. I had like mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. T4s, my T4A, my, you know. Yeah, they sent yeah. you all that stuff and then all you have to do is input it. Not too I difficult. just actually, I auto upload everything and I'm like. Yeah. It's not my fault if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the that. System and they're like, make sure me. you double check everything. I'm like, why would I do that? This is the government. <laughs> they, uh, and they then when you go to file your taxes, I think I might have, there's a chance I talked about this on the podcast last year. When you go to file your taxes, there is a little thing that pops up because it's a free service. I used Wealth Simple. Yeah. A little thing that pops up and it's like, how much would you like to donate? Mm. And it's confusing because there's no option that says zero, but there mm. is an option that says 50, but you can erase the 50 and enter an amount. So last year I got tricked into paying $20 when I didn't oh. want to. But this year I was smarter. <laughs> so, when you're older, when you're wiser. <laughs> smarter. So I put in, I selected that option. I put in zero, but then you have to write a reason why you don't want to pay the money. Oh my God. And <laughs> they so got my, smarter reason, too. <laughs> my reason was because I am poor. And you are not. Because <laughs> that's a multi-billion dollar company. Bro, that's so funny. Yeah, why are they always trying I to take money from the little people? I this year. I'm not giving yeah. you 20. You give me $20 for using your service. Literally, what the fuck? Like, you could just use any other free service. But instead, you chose to go to them. Uh-huh. And now they're trying to take money from you? I hate right? it when they do that Hello? shit. It's like, you're a free service. Why would I donate money to you? <laughs> I'm like here that. to not pay money. Literally. Like, your paid members should be worried about that. Yeah. What the fuck? That's so weird. Disrespectful. Honestly, yeah. I agree. It was a strange experience, so I don't know what that to is... think about it. I'm going to so... keep living in denial and be like, I'm in a great financial spot. Yeah. That seems to be working for you. <laughs> the, power the power of, of manifestation. Of the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Just live in disbelief. Like, I feel amazing. Yeah, exactly. You just got disposable income. You were like, let's go out for dinner. <laughs> so weird. Mm. Mm. The magic of BC, perhaps. 
That's maybe true. you don't I've been, have like, to living it up without spending as much money. Right, right, because exactly. Do a lot of like free things, so maybe that's yeah. Like, you're right. And I'm technic and full life without maybe spending money. Yeah, because you can go on like hikes and like free things, and like the only thing you're spending your money on is like gas, kind of, and then which do the expensive not even because <laughs> you've got two people in the house so one person you know can maybe take the take the heavy weight of that gas but and also you only have one season so you mm-hmm. only need clothes for one season technically that is the best thing that's happened to me since i've moved to bc is that yeah. before i always felt like i was never fully prepared for fall or sorry summer or winter like yeah. i always felt like my clothes were kind of in between like i was too cold they were too cold for the winter and too like hot for the summer yeah i told Here. you that <laughs> they're perfect for all year round i could just wear them all year round and it doesn't matter that's so amazing oh my god you don't have to have like a dramatic wardrobe change or anything yeah. like that you can just live oh. you'd have like a few extra pieces you know sometimes it gets like mm-hmm. sticky mm-hmm. in the summer but it's not like, humid so it's yeah chill. you don't have like a winter skirt <laughs> <laughs> like a winter stylish jacket you just have like all season stuff that's so nice <laughs> damn <clears throat> i'm not looking forward to doing my taxes on a personal note it's gonna be fucking hard i'm technically employed in the states so i have to pay taxes to canada oh, shit. and yeah. i'm probably gonna have to pay them a lot of money <laughs> yeah they're gonna double tax yeah i don't i don't know if they're going to I'm i think sure. i think i can avoid that somehow okay. I hope. Yeah, I hope I don't get double taxed. If I do, I need a new job because that's some bullshit. (laughs) You're going to take all your money. That's so stupid. Like, I'm not living in America. Not that America has anything to offer to me, (laughs) you know? Literally. What are they paying taxes there for? I know. You don't provide health care. It's the military. That's what you're paying taxes for. Oh, okay. I guess so. True. Yeah, but I don't give a shit about the military. Whatever. I guess we'll see. Um, And I'll let you guys know. I might need some help from an accountant. So if you're an accountant, (laughs) please help me evade taxes. (laughs) Anyways, that's us. (laughs) You guys, welcome to the first half of the podcast. And (laughs) this week, I'm going to be talking about credit scores. Ooh, very on brand on brand with what we were just talking about because Mm -hmm. i think that credit scores only exist to punish poor people oh and they also kind of remind me of that like black mirror episode where i've never actually watched black mirror i've just heard everyone talk about (laughs) okay i've seen black mirror so i could corroborate this story (laughs) so where um you like receive a score based on your social interactions yeah and yeah, then that, that crazy. score like affects everything that you can get in life i guess yeah. maybe you can explain it better but that's no the that's, general idea, that's pretty right? much it you get a <laughs> ranking on a scale of one to five mm-hmm. and every single person you interact with ranks you based on their interaction like right in front of your face and this goes with like friends family <laughs> so often. service people um yeah. and that's where she gets in trouble because she like goes to some wedding and like something happens and she like gets sick and tired of the system and she like tanks her own writing on purpose and then if your writing gets below like one or something like that you go to jail <laughs> well yeah oh <laughs> it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah so that's kind of what credit scores remind me of Because it's just this, like, numerical score that's attached to you and somehow determines a bunch of things in your life. Mm. So it's kind of weird. I also don't really know what it means. 
Like you just log <laughs> on, you check your credit score, and it's a number, and you're like, all right. Yeah, I don't really get. Don't it understand where that number comes from, but Ugh, it's so fair stupid. enough. Yeah, it's dumb. There's so <laughs> many different ways that they trick you too. They're like, you have to do this specific thing and this specific thing. Yes. To get a higher score. There's a lot score. of rules score. to make your know. score go up. Yeah. We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot. But first of all, we're going to talk about where it came from. Oh, cool. That's actually well, interesting. History. I've never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, credit scores were invented during America's transition into modern capitalism, which is the first red flag yes. about credit scores. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's basically an unerasable mark that reflects bad behavior from the past and tries to compel good behavior in the future. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's always been kind of like this idea of credit scores, but pre actually having like a physical number credit score or a system, it was more just like um if you had like neighbors or friends that were really well regarded in the community or like very wealthy, you would ask them to vouch for your character and your ability oh. to like pay back the loan. And that's how they would kind of do like credit scores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Almost like Almost. a job reference. Yeah. It, it would kind of work like that. Like this person will pay back your loan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, cool. Just by word of mouth. That's nice. Yeah. I know. And I, that sounds nicer yeah. in my opinion. And at the beginning of the 1820s, this process began to change because there were so many businesses popping up that it didn't really work anymore just to have like one person vouch for you when you know so much was going on Mm. so what followed were a bunch of like experiments by separate credit unions or separate um businesses um so one experiment one specific experiment that was done by the mercantile agency um so basically they would solicit information from a bunch of people across the country that were like well regarded And then they would combine this information into giant ledgers in New York. But the information was just like, they would go to somebody and ask, how do you decide to lend to people? And they would give them their like rules of thumb almost. Mm -hmm. And then they were trying to combine all of these rules of thumb into one giant rule book. Oh, lending money. Yeah. But the issue here is that obviously this was a very subjective system. Mm. So most of the correspondents that would inform um, this agency were white male people. Classic. Um, Classic. Of a very overtly racist time. Oh, (laughs) that's such a good point. (laughs) Yeah. So there's this one quote from a Buffalo man who was quoted to say, um, prudence in large transactions with all Jews should be used. Oh. So it was just very <laughs> racist. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> wow. Um, that is so bad. Yeah. And on top of it being racist, it was also very difficult to come up with a set of rules based on everybody's little own issues with certain people. So it didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people began to demand a system that made sense. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So um, in 1964, an alphanumeric system was finally formalized, and this would be used until kind of like the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th. <clears throat> and so this system introduced a financial identity to commercial borrowers. Um, so this not only summarized your financial history, 
but it also like threatened to plummet if you had temporary yeah. misfortune or sudden misfortune so it kind of is like the essence of what we have now oh my god it's a lot um, scarier than i ever realized <laughs> oh, i fucking hate credit scores yeah, yeah that's kind of terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> And so by the second half of the 19th century, after some labor revolutions and the birth of the middle class, there were people that were working less and making a lot more money. And retailers really wanted to try to tap into this wealth. So they started to extend like very generous credit lines for things like car sales and consumer goods. So you could like finance your car or your new shoes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So during this time, this like initial time, credit monitoring was done by in like a more siloed way so each company would monitor like the credit scores or their financial identity of their own borrowers but in theory you could just like if that company thought you were not good you could kind of go to another company yeah and they would know nothing about you (laughs) so it was very siloed um and there was one company called atlantis retail credit company um and beginning in 1899 they developed millions of files on americans over the span of 60 years and it included information on credit capital character as well as their social political and sexual lives so it was (laughs) so it's a little invasive um and people obviously got really mad about this especially when they found out that this company um, had plans to computerize all the files. Oh. People were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That computer. Publish all of that information about me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, this is what triggered the introduction of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, um, which required credit bureaus to open their files to the public, and they had to remove any data on race, sexuality, or disability. And they have Fair. to erase negative information. After a certain period of time. Oh. So eventually stuff will fall off your credit score. Cool. I think that period of time is really long though. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like it's probably like 20 years. Don't worry. It'll everything yeah. will be fine. It's like, no, I need the money now. <laughs> I remember in high school, your like dad told you. I remember this so clearly. Yes. You can never escape a bad credit. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like this piece of advice. And that was the first time I'd ever heard about credit scores when you like when i was like telling you guys about credit. bad credit like, yeah it's bad credit yeah i know i remember that too because you guys thought that that was like pretty funny at the time you know we were young dumb yeah, and broke like, oh, and then well credit yeah we were like ha, 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 bad credit and then <laughs> my dad is so crazy and serious yeah <laughs> literally was he was right <laughs> yeah he was right to scare us into <laughs> into <laughs> credit and to be good credits good creditors good borrowers borrowers yeah sure sure i think that's the correct (laughs) um so finally in the 1950s the fico score system was introduced which is the system that we still use today so it was created by isaac and company in 1956 um, with the goal of creating a standardized imperial credit reporting system so in the system you're basically given a number between 300 and 850 and that just makes me laugh because that is the most random thing that you could do. Why? Okay. Just start at like a hundred. Start at zero. Yeah, literally. Make it, why you why start at three hundred? That makes it so much more anyway. confusing, but okay. 
And the basically, the lower your credit score, the riskier you are to loan to, and the higher cre- your credit score, the more trustworthy you are. Yes. Um, yes. And so it's basically calculated by a combination of things, like payment history, um, amounts owed, length of credit history, types of credit used, and recent credit inquiries. Mm-hmm. And so still today, there are three credit bureaus, the Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Equifax. I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and they kind of all come together to track your credit score now. Aww. On like a bigger picture. It used to be in siloed little like, you know, just that yeah. one business knew about you, you but scam now it's like anymore. public everyone. Only Damn. three people do it and that's that's what it is. Lame. And interestingly enough, Equifax is actually the Atlanta retail credit company. So you know that company that was collecting information about people's um sexuality, their political oh, inclination. Oh yeah. And disability, I think was the other one. Yeah. Sexuality. So they uh, social, re-branded. political, and sexual lives. Yeah, they kind of like went away for a few years and changed their name and then came back. Oh wow! Um, so they're still around. That super problematic company is still around, and they are still tracking your credit today. Oh my god! Um, it's like oh and, wow. Yeah. After this, after the birth of the FICO system, it kind of moved away from commercial loans to now every single person in America has a financial and Canada. Um, has part of a this financial yeah. identity that you are attached to. So now you may be asking, how do you get bad credit? Well, let me tell you. Okay. So there's a couple ways that you can get bad credit. Just Fantastic. a couple. Um, so first of all, <laughs> if you pay bills late, if you have too many credit cards, if oh. you use up too much of your credit limit, if you don't have enough credit cards, what? if you close old credit cards... If you ask for a higher limit, um, if you what? put all your debt <laughs> on one card, so if like you have to pay off a bunch of credit cards, yeah, and then you use credit card one credit card to pay off those credit cards so that you have it all in one place, yeah, your credit score will go up. You can't do that. You can't put uh, it all in one place. Oh, <laughs> um, if you pay off all your credit cards at once, it can plummet your credit score. What? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, you... I just did that. I do that, too. <laughs> Damn it. I, I was like, know. whoa, paycheck just came in. I'm going to pay off this entire Be responsible. thing. Yeah, pay off my debts. Apparently, it's That's not bad? good. I don't know. But I have I money. Know. Okay, whatever. That's so <laughs> stupid. What the fuck? There's like no winning in this situation. Like anything that I do is just sketchy. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> um. So if you also if you buy too much of one thing. Like groceries. <laughs> They're like, you're sketchy, dude. No, I don't think so. I think it's like just one specific item if you're buying a lot of it. They're like, no. Mm. What kind of item could that weird. possibly be? Cigarettes? Is this like a like an addiction no, thing? I think like more like high value items if you're buying a lot of them. They're like, oh. Like, okay. You don't need all those TVs. Like shoes? Oh, I see. <clears throat> like if you're constantly spending money at Aldo yeah, or something. Yeah, like you're you have a shopping problem. Oh wow. We're not gonna do. You, I don't know if that's the reason. Wow. Oh my god. That's so interesting. <clears throat> um, if too many people track your check your credit score. <laughs> score goes up. Oh no. <laughs> which is stupid because that's I I can't control that. 
Yeah. And that's only hard credit checks. There's like soft credit checks and hard credit checks. I don't know the difference, but only hard credit checks will make your credit okay. score down. Okay. Maybe sense, that means right? that you've gone to a couple different banks trying to get credit so. checks and trying to yeah. get a loan or I something. And like, people are like sketchy. Why do they need to know? Yeah. Why do they need to know? You know, I think that's the question. <laughs> that's so annoying. Wow. If you have unpaid parking tickets, your credit score no! can go down. <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, that, that struck a chord. That's literally the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Because for a okay, long time, everyone's one. like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if you don't pay off your parking ticket because it doesn't go on any of your permanent records, blah, 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 all this stuff. I think they needed a way to scare you into checking. 100%. your parking tickets. So they're Holy like, shit. Well, your credit score will go down. Oh, man, that's so stupid. Oh, God. One of my parking tickets was unpaid for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hate my life. Just because I was protesting the system, but now the system is going to come back and bite me. That's what happens when you protest the system. God damn it. It normally bites you. (laughs) There's normally repercussions. Fuck. Shit. All right. The next one. If you have overdue library fines. No. (laughs) The library. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) It can tank your credit score. So remember to bring your books back on time, everyone. (laughs) Um, if you pay your rent late, uh, if you have medical debt, if you don't pay your taxes, if you marry the wrong person. What? (laughs) That was on the list. What? This list was, like, from, like, a financial company of some sort. What do you mean if you marry the wrong person? They were talking about- Can you imagine? They're, like, they're, like, checking your credit score. They're, like, I'm sorry, he is not Mm -hmm. the one. (laughs) It's kind of that way, because they were talking about how, like- if you are really good at paying off your credit cards, but then you marry somebody and you, like, combine your finances, you have to take responsibility for both of your spending habits. Oh. And if that person is really bad at it, then it can tank your credit score. Yikes. True. Yeah. And then if you, like, get divorced, somebody has to pay off the owing credit. And if they don't, then it still tanks your credit score because, like, your name's on the account. Oh, wow. 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 Never Which get married, Which is a great guys. way for revenge. No, just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Be like, I'll pay Take off. his credit score, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last one that I have on my list, but I'm sure that's not the last of the reasons, is if you rent a car with your debit card. Oh. So <laughs> random. That's so <laughs> weird. That can take your credit score. Why? Um, it's because what? most credit card companies have, like, rental car insurance. Oh, okay. If you use the credit card. So they think that if you're using your debit card, you're, like, assuming too much risk if there's an accident. Oh, my God. So they're, like, not trustworthy. They're too risky. What the fuck? Or they just trust themselves not to get into an accident. I'm pretty sure, like, rental car companies also offer insurance. Yeah, they do. And they don't let you drive away without buying the insurance. Yeah. I think, I think they do. I think if you're like, I have it with my credit card, they're like, okay. Oh, but okay. Like, you have to have something. Yeah. What you the You can't fuck? just, like, drive away. It's riskier for the credit for the rental company. It's stupid how they are also keeping track of our debit cards. <clears throat> I don't like that because that's my own personal private business, you know? You should only be paying yeah, attention to the credit cards. 
you, yeah, you I know, but it's not like I bank. have to pay back my debit card. Pay it in cash. Like, it's just money that comes cool in. Yeah, cash. okay, you know what I'm going to start doing? <laughs> I'm just going to start taking out cash. Like, every time I get Pocket paid, I'll just take cash. out the cash. I 100% guarantee that that somehow tanks your credit score. Probably. Because I think all these rules are just created to keep you With the bank. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. All right. They'll think I'm a drug dealer or something. They're like, why do you need all that cash? I'll be like, I huh? don't want to be a part of your system. And they'll be like, well, if you're not a part of our why system, not? then you don't get the benefits of the system, meaning I won't give you $200,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking like, what? You don't need a car. You don't need a vacation. You don't need you a house. house. Yeah, exactly. Sucks. 13% interest, bitch. <laughs> now, what? what is the issue? So you have bad credit score. <laughs> What's the problem? Now, the problem is, is that credit scores can prevent you from owning homes, uh, from renting homes, from being able to get a credit card, from being able to get a higher credit limit, from qualifying for a loan. And in some places, it can influence, like, how much you pay for utilities. Oh, And okay. insurance. Okay. <laughs> I don't All know right. why you have to pay more for your hot water if you're bad at paying off your credit card bill. Yeah, really seriously. That. That's so stupid. Like, you're already having money problems, clearly. So why are you giving them more money problems? And I feel like it just turns into this, like, vicious cycle of, like, you're too poor to pay back your loan. So then your credit score goes down. Mm -hmm. And then you have to pay more for a loan. So you're even more unlikely to be Mm -hmm. able to pay off that loan. And then your credit score is going to go down more. And then it's just going to keep going. And the only person who benefits from the credit system... Is the bank. God damn it. Fuck the, the bank. The bank. <laughs> oh, God. Why are there so many loopholes and, like, things you have to figure out about the bank? Like, why do we have to learn about the bank? Why can't we just why exist? Why can't they? Yeah. Why can't banks tell us how to do things properly and how to be good citizens? Instead, just they're just nice. trying to trick us at every corner into being horrible citizens. Like, now I don't even trust the bank. They're like, do you want a higher interest rate? I'm like, no, fuck you. I don't know. What, what's in it for you, bitch? Why are you giving me a higher interest rate? <laughs> well, you, you don't want a higher interest rate, though, right? Because that's, um, you have to pay more. Well, when they're yeah, giving you money, like in your savings account or something like that. Oh, and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we have high interest rates. Like, you know, here you go. <laughs> I'm like, ah. What's in it for you, you? buddy? Yeah, I just don't trust them. Because of this credit score, hooey. I'm going to check my credit score right after this podcast. (laughs) Um, And there's some people that, like, argue that this system is better than the alternative, which was basing it on personal relationships. Um, Yeah, but I just, I still see it as benefiting no one but the bank. Yeah, Um, seriously. Another flaw in the system an essential flaw in the system is that it doesn't actually measure how good you are with your money, but it measures how much debt you are able to accumulate. Because if you're okay, not using credit and paying for everything up front and not mm-hmm. buying any more than you can afford, your credit score goes down. If you don't use your credit cards... It goes down. What? Yeah. So it's actually, it's not calculating if no. you're good with your money. It's calculating, can you get debt and then pay it off? Like you have to get oh debt to have a God. good credit score. Which is sad because people who are really good with their money 
could be completely locked out of the housing market. Yeah. Or even finding a place to rent. Just because they're being good with their money and they're not going into debt. Trustworthy people, probably, who will 100% be paying back the loan because it's so good with their money. Yeah, because they have money. They're buying within their means and they're just going to be the last people to get it because they're not paying interest on it. Uh, Yeah, and that's because. Yeah, the bank can't make money off of you if wow. you're not taking money out of the bank. So they have wow. to find a way. Because people were like, oh, I just won't, you know, dabble in that. I don't want a bad credit score. For sure. And they were like, no. Fuck Incorrect. You. <laughs> you have to dabble with it. <laughs> you have to take the risk. You have to borrow to- money. Oh, my God. That's so stupid. They're literally asking yeah. you to take a risk. And then they're like testing to see if you're a good risk taker or not. And, so oh, I hate that. And they also make it, like, so easy for you to get your first credit card. Yeah. Like, the second you turn 18, some university campuses even, like, sell credit cards. We'll, com- we'll partner with credit card companies to get you a good deal on getting your first credit card. <laughs> yeah. And, like, there's all this propaganda when you're young. And I feel like a lot of it came from my parents, too. But, like, that you have to start building your credit score. Yes. Yes. That's that is what I have heard, too. Card. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. You're just teaching people. Yeah, to go so into stupid. debt. It's so insane. <laughs> and then you kind of get addicted to having free money. Yeah. And you're like, oh, look at me spending all this money. Yeah, literally just put it on my credit card and forget that it existed. It's so crazy how quickly you can spend money on a credit card. Like, I know. insane. Like you buy four things and the and next that's... thing you know, you're like 200 extra dollars. <laughs> it's like, where did that where did that come from? Like, I guess 50 plus 50 plus 50 plus 50 is 200. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> But it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense if I, I get that. Sometimes I log onto my credit card and I'm like, oh, I haven't really spent anything in the last few days. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the case, apparently. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to stop this, it's too bad. If you get oh. addicted and you're like, I need to stop, it's too bad. You can't close that credit card or stop using it. A, if you stop using it, credit score goes down. <gasps> if you close old credit cards credit score goes down oh my god yeah so you can never cancel your credit oh, card. you dude, just have so to keep using it fucked. oh god that's so fucked up i lost yeah. one of my credit cards and now like the only like i don't know where it is i think it oh actually i know exactly what happened it expired and then the bank didn't send me a new one and then i asked them to send me a new one and then they renewed the credit card but they still didn't send me the new physical credit card oh. so i still don't have a physical credit card but every once in a while, I take an Uber and then a random charge appears <laughs> on my credit card. I'm like, what the fuck? I never use this. But it's Uber. <laughs> and then That's actually a good thing. You think? Yeah, because it's... at least you're using that credit card. Yeah, but most of the time it's at zero. Like it just has no activity yeah. on it. I recently like, first of all, old fashioned banks are stupid because TV <laughs> started charging me money. For my account. Oh. Because no. I was too old. Yes. Apparently. They're like, no more for you. Pay me money every month to keep yeah. your money. So dumb. So it's like 10 bucks. I... I'm like, hello? Yeah. For what? And I have a free account with Tangerine. So I closed my checking account with TD. Mm-hmm. But I can't close my credit card. Oh. With TD because it will tank my credit score if I do. So I haven't bought anything on it oh, because I also have a credit card with Tangerine. Yeah. And it has a credit limit of like a gajillion. Yes. And the one the one with TD has a credit limit of $2,000. Yeah. And if you get too close to your credit limit, it also tanks your credit score. Oh so I God. just got in the habit of not using that card ever. 
Mm-hmm. And it's also like I'm confused as to how to pay it off now because I don't have a checkings account with that bank. Yeah. So, but now I'm scared <laughs> that because I'm not using it, my credit score will I go totally down. I just don't that. understand I what I'm supposed. You. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to do the good things, you know. Yeah. But it, it's so. And like I don't know how to pay off this credit card. I won't use it, and the bank is like too bad. You have to keep it open. You have to figure it out. You have Aww. to use it. <laughs> I don't That's want to. So annoying. Oh. Yeah, I don't know how to help you, man. I have the same issue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so they basically tricked us into being into in, they basically tricked us into being in a perpetual state of debt. We are always in debt because we have to use our credit cards. Oh. Um and it also makes like buying things too easy. Yeah. Sometimes big purchases should hurt a little bit like buying a new car is so easy because of credit you can go in you can put like minimal money as a down payment and literally drive that brand new car off the lot wow. and you feel like a million bucks you're like yeah. i paid two thousand dollars for this brand new car yeah. but in reality you're gonna be paying off that car for the next eight years Ooh. <sighs> yeah and that by that point your car's not even gonna be worth that much <laughs> it's not gonna be worth that much no so it's gonna hurt even more oh. but it makes buying those things so easy because mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. like free money but it's not free money um yeah and i also heard of this thing where apparently very wealthy people take out loans because they have amazing credit scores you know because mm-hmm. they're very wealthy and they take out loans and use it as tax evasion because what? you don't have to pay taxes on money on loans so they'll take out like a million dollars from the bank oh. use that a million dollars not have to pay taxes on it and then just pay it back oh my because they can and even if they accumulate some interest on it the interest is still less than taxes that is which is dumb because they don't need loans that's a crazy and they need to be paying their taxes i know oh my god so that's so interesting (gasps) wow how the rich conclusion (laughs) credit scores solely exist to make the rich richer and the poor poorer. Yeah. Literally. That's my opinion. Abolish credit scores. They're stupid. Yeah, they are stupid. Okay, guys. Now it's time for the second half of the podcast. So, this week, um, I'm going to talk to you guys about Botox. This is something that has Yay! been coming up a little bit in my life ski because um, I don't know. It's just been something I've been thinking about for a while, and <laughs> some of my friends are like, "I never would like notice that I had these like issues before." You were saying how you wanted to get Botox, and now I want to get Botox because I didn't even know that this was a problem, and I feel kind of bad um, about that. So because skip it was this half if you don't want to know about your flaws. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's, I'm kidding. it's don't skip it. Don't don't skip it because there's gonna be some some pro botox and some con botox talks. Mm, interesting. So <laughs> oh, that's so, what we can name the podcast. Botox talks. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I'm gonna give you a little bit of everything. Okay, okay. So let me take you through the history first. Actually, very mm-hmm. interesting and kind of surprising. Botox was discovered by accident. Um, <laughs> so the full name is botulinum. Botulinum toxin, 
And as you can see, the botulium and then the toxin shipped together, Botox, um, is actually produced by a bacteria. And if you encounter this bacteria in the wild, it can be really toxic and cause something called botulism, which is really rare, but it paralyzes your whole body slowly. And oh it's like a form of food poisoning. Like you can mostly get it from food. Oh, it's a lot yeah. more serious. It starts freezing your like eyes, your face, your eyes get your droopy. Eyes. Yeah, it starts Freezes in your face. Your eyes. Yeah, yeah, and then your eyes like start to droop a little bit, and like yeah, and <laughs> you get double vision and shit like that. Oh my God. And then it like eventually will freeze like most of your body, and eventually it'll freeze the muscles that uh, make you breathe, and then it will lead to death. And the most recent botulism outbreak was in 2017 in California, where <gasps> gas station nacho cheese was compromised, and it led to the death of ten people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Could you imagine getting to the afterlife and you're like, how did I die? <laughs> and I'm like, it gas was the gas station, station nacho cheese. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for those people. That's awful. But like, isn't that horrible? <laughs> what a way yeah. to die. Man. I know. So the bacteria is Nothing called. Safe. No, seriously. I'm never touching that nacho cheese again. I know exactly the cheese that they're talking about because I used to serve it at the drive-in and I'm never touching that shit again because it was actually pretty good. It's like salty and cheesy and hot. It's nice. But like the cheese whiz, right? um, Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The bacteria is called uh, Clostridium botulium and it can be, um, it can give you botulism by eating contaminated canned food. So it's oh. most dangerous if you do your own canning and you don't follow the instructions properly, like boiling the sure. um, thing for 10 minutes to kill any bacteria because the botulism can't survive if you boil it for like a long enough time. And in the professional canning world, outbreaks are, they do happen, but they are very, very, very rare. And so the general rule is that if a can is damaged or has like a little hole in it or is broken or something like that, just throw it out. Best not to use it. Better safe than sorry. Like the chances are pretty low, and you'll probably be fine. But you don't, don't want to die that risk. by canned beans, though. No, so. <laughs> throw it out. Sorry, bro. <laughs> and apparently, too, um, infants can get botulism as well. And the way if someone is suspecting this in a baby, like if a doctor is suspecting it, they will ask you if your baby has come in contact with honey. Because apparently oh, yeah. the baby's digestive system can't handle honey until after it's like a year old or something like mm-hmm. that. And it can cause, yeah, it could cause botulism. So I've heard that you're not supposed to feed babies honey. I I, this was the first time no, I've ever heard of that. And it was, I found it very interesting. I didn't understand why still to this day, but fair enough. <laughs> I don't know a lot about babies. So, okay. Um, so the bacteria comes in eight different strains um, and it's just like, Bot- botuli- botu- botu- whatever a b c d e f g blah 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 yeah. so you can only <laughs> use the first two a and b for clinical purposes and okay. basically how botox works on our bodies is that it blocks the neurotransmitter which tells the brain to flex that muscle so your muscle will not flex basically oh it will not flex yeah Oh, I thought and you it just will... meant it's constantly flexed. No, no, <laughs> so it remains. Wow. It remains you get frozen. Real strong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> get real strong. Yeah. And it just like poof, just smooths everything over because mm. that kind of wrinkle or that thing like yeah. is never going to be flexing for the next three to six months, depending on your metabolism. It mm. also blocks pain receptors, 
And because of this, mm. it can be used to treat migraines. I have heard this. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always wanted to try it. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I thought of you when I read that. Courtney gets bad migraines. And I was like, oh, Botox for medical purposes. Mm-hmm. In the 1970s, they started using it um, to treat people who had uh, crossed eyes. And while they were <laughs> testing, yeah, and it worked. And while they were testing how oh, it... That makes me laugh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was actually a thing. Yeah, people can be like born with it. And if you have like pretty, like not great vision, then it could happen. Like my brother had that kind of thing where like one of it or like a lazy eye almost, except just mm-hmm. the wrong direction. Um, <laughs> and he, he kind of had that. And like I kind of have a little bit of a lazy eye too. So it'd be cool if like Botox would maybe work for that. I think it works better for the crossed eyes because that's more of like a thing mm-hmm. instead of like a lazy eye thing. Um, anyway, so they were testing how it worked on monkeys. And that's when they accidentally discovered that it smooths the monkey's wrinkles. Like, but wait, <laughs> it's beautiful. The monkey looks twenty years younger. Yeah. <laughs> the monkey went back oh in God. time. <laughs> I know the wrinkles. <laughs> so the bacteria, if it's in its wild form, can cause double vision if you're poisoned. But one of the first uses of Botox was actually to treat a patient who had double vision. And it worked. Isn't that so cool? Science is crazy because it isolated like the good thing from the poisonous thing. And now it's completely under our control. Exactly. It is its own antidote. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. They're like, you're poisoned? Let me inject you with more poison. More poison. Of the same poison. (laughs) Same, same, but different. (laughs) And... Um, it can also be used to treat hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating. And people who get Botox in their face actually also report that they sweat less, um, like in the face area, which I don't know if that's technically like good for you, but that's up for debate. You sweat in other places, so it's fine. Um, and it can also be used to treat blephospasm, which is, (laughs) sorry guys, I definitely pronounced that wrong. (laughs) blepharospasm which is the involuntary tight closure of the eyelids and so people can get treatment for that yeah but like i think it's when they i think it's like a tick like it might be Mm. related to tourette's in some way where if you're closing your eyes like really really tight um you can get that treated with botox yeah and it's being called the duct tape solution for a lot of doctors since there are Uh such minimal (laughs) side effects yeah and one doctor actually used it this is insane one doctor used it to treat depression in a patient and although it's not approved by the fda or anything like that for that specific purpose doctors can just use botox for like literally anything and the patient reported that he felt better so what did they do where did they put it um in his face and he was like, I look amazing. <laughs> I'm not depressed anymore. Yeah, that could be a part of it. I'm but... 20 again. <laughs> I feel great. I feel like I felt when I was 20. I'm not depressed. A theory that might go along with this is something that um, the Times reported on. And a lot of other people reported on it too, but I saw it in the Times first. So it's that Botox in your face um, may make you less empathetic and sometimes people struggle having that emotion. And here is why. Okay. So human beings mimic other people's faces when they're feeling emotions to show that they're understanding that emotion. So free feeling those uh, 
it's kind of like you're feeling those emotions too, right? Like if my yeah. friend is distressed, then I'll kind of like do something with my face to show that I am feeling their distress and I'm relating to their mm-hmm. distress. So the person you're trying to empathize with may not feel like they are being understood or being empathized with. Plus, people can't tell how you really feel because you can't do the brow thing. But on a deeper level... The brain may not know how to feel these feelings anymore because of this thing called embodied cognition, which is the way that facial feedback helps people perceive emotions. So when you're furring, furrowing your brow together, your brain receives a signal and associates that with a specific feeling. But when we can't furrow the brain or sorry, furrow the brow, the brain might not receive the signal and you might struggle to understand other people's emotions. That is so interesting totally um, humans are so weird right i know and it's i think it's kind of this thing too where um if you are feeling down or something like this is something i learned in elementary school they're like just smile. smile for like 20 seconds and you will begin to feel happier just like mm-hmm. my minusculely happier because of your smiling and your brain associates your that like, with oh, being happy we're happy now. exactly exactly we're being happy So in psychology, this theory is known as the facial feedback hypothesis, um, and it proposes that expression intensifies emotion and suppressing expression softens those emotions. So um, the creases in between our eyebrows, which was one of the first things that Botox was used to treat, are used to express negative emotions like angry, irritated, or bitchy. And something interesting here excuse me i know but wait did they actually use that word they did (gasps) this was in a different study it wasn't in the times so don't hold the whole time (laughs) but they went on to talk about like kind of the feminist aspect almost or like how it affects women a lot more than it affects men so um it makes sense that Botox's effect on facial expression would be particularly enticing to women who from early childhood are taught to project cheerfulness and to disguise any unhappiness. Mm. Um, yeah. And another reason why it could be appealing to women is that it could potentially relieve them from having to work harder to police their facial expressions. Um, and this one... Uh, yeah, right? Because <laughs> we do be policing our facial expressions. Like, what? A lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a small British study, study suggested that people who used Botox and physically could not frown felt happier because they just couldn't really feel that emotion fully. Um, yeah. We live in such like a dystopian society. Oh, my God. Isn't that kind of intense? People are so unhappy in this life. That we have to physically stop ourselves from having the ability yeah. to frown, to trick ourselves into thinking everything is fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. I can't it's frown, like, so it must be okay. I'm sure you can still feel that emotion, but it would be more on the inside. And then maybe you have to get better at just expressing your feelings. But even still, someone was talking about like this uncanny valley effect where if you see someone who is um supposedly upset but they're not showing that upsetness on their face you may feel kind of alienated from their emotions and from their experience and you might not get like the full experience if you're watching someone act for example then you might not really understand you might be like "Eh, i don't really believe this performance because they don't seem too upset because their face is frozen and they may be talking about how sad they are but you're like fucking sure you are buddy (laughs) you don't seem to be showing that (laughs) um so 
It's no secret that Botox has been gaining popularity among the youths, and one clinic believes that it's due to the Zoom effect, in quotation marks. Um, An article in 2021, and just to remind you guys, it's 2022 right now. I forget all the time. (laughs) Um, The doctors were saying that they were actually seeing a bit of an increase in Botox sales in the four years before the pandemic. And they were like, okay, this is like a steady increase in the younger people starting to like jump on the Botox train and stuff like that. But over the pandemic, that was freaking escalated so so quickly and they're saying it's because people are spending more time wearing less makeup and being on zoom calls and spending more time looking at themselves that's sad yeah and they're noticing all of these little like imperfections or things that you never knew how your face moved before and now you know how your face moves a lot more and it's shocking (laughs) yes and also I don't know if this is related or not, but great time to bring it up has been on the forefront of my mind. Filters on TikTok. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't know how many issues I had with my face until filters on TikTok. The oh, symmetry filters, they're like the most destructive thing. I hate the symmetry filters. One of my yeah, one side of my face is um lower than the other side of my face. Like Same. the entire thing. Same. <laughs> okay. And I literally, in my 24 years of life, have never noticed that mm. until that freaking symmetry filter. Yeah. And now and now I'm very aware of it. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And then they always so. talk about like, oh, you have a good side and a bad side, blah, blah, blah. And I then, truly do. Yeah, it's true. And some people will come in to doctor's offices to get Botox and will show a filtered image like of themselves or of a celebrity and be like this is kind of what I'm going for like do you think this is possible like to look like this in real life yeah pretty fucking crazy so yeah 100% you're totally on the point they 100% (laughs) talked about about how filters can like affect your self-image and having more disposable income maybe over the pandemic maybe being a little bit more bored travel restrictions were happening so you couldn't go anywhere so what you know you could spend that money on other things like your face um (laughs) and uh one doctor blames social media as you were saying and he also says that this generation is actually different in how we're using botox in preventative ways which is a buzzword around the botox community whereas a decade ago people were using it to treat existing wrinkles but now people are using it to not get wrinkles in the first place so we're very in control of how we're aging and new clinics are learning to cater more towards young people and they're making the clinics less scary, more inviting with like cute mirrors and, and Insta-worthy waiting rooms and shit like that. <laughs> I know, I know. And this book that I was looking into called Botox Nation, Changing the Face of America, um, argues a very capitalistic side, which I thought was interesting. And maybe we should bring it up on this anti-capitalist podcast. Um, Since Botox is a procedure that must be continually administered to work, Mm -hmm. the strategic choice to market towards younger women aims to create lifetime consumers. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And then this doc. Sorry, go ahead. Um, this other doctor called it a lifestyle achievement, which I think is an interesting way to put it. <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm very much like on the fence about my feelings towards Botox because on the one hand, I do see like the profiting off of insecurities part. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, I'm also like, if somebody can pay such a small amount to just feel a lot better about themselves, 
Why not? Bad thing because people get bullied <laughs> yeah. so much for like wanting to get Botox. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I think it's, it's like insane. a heterosexual thing where guys are like, "I want a natural. I want somebody who's naturally beautiful and stuff like that." So if you wear makeup or like get cosmetic procedures, you're viewed as lesser than, which is mm-hmm. kind of stupid. Because until we overthrow the overarching patriarchal structure that makes us feel insecure and unworthy about the way that we look <laughs> maybe paying a small amount to feel a little bit better is okay yeah until we achieve we... that wider goal maybe it's fine yeah maybe it's fine so to I'm just adhere to it a little it. tiny bit yeah, yeah totally and um the comments on this article that i was reading um did not pass the vibe check it was very much in kind of in line with what you're saying about how people like feel about botox and it's just a lot of people were talking about how vain women are and like how they're like afraid of aging and like this one guy was just like oh the vanity the vanity the vanity like that's because women lose their worth when they turn 30 yeah (laughs) that's why they feel that way it's not them being vain it's because society has told them literally it's because they have no worth anymore Ugh. oh i hate that i know i know the comments the were really hard to read i was like what but, like people actually care that much about what other people do with their faces it's insane it's crazy and i think and there's also this wouldn't even notice yeah that's the thing is that there's know. this whole stigma around botox that it's like it's like this puffed up face and it's like you know it looks so fake and blah 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 then. but it's honestly very subtle <laughs> and like a lot of the time people aren't gonna notice those things and like it's yeah it's so fucked and then this one of the comments was saying how um this man was like oh imagine like getting married to like this beautiful woman and then you know she's a 10 and the guy's also a 10 and then they have babies and the baby is so ugly because the woman was lying about how she looked because she got cosmetic procedures i was like that's a hot hot take (laughs) that's really mean like they're calling getting cosmetic procedures lying about what you look like just because you want to smooth away one wrinkle (laughs) <laughs> like get a grip on reality it's like bro. are you only with your partner for breeding purposes because you want True. to carry on your seed yeah like that is so fucked up totally that you're like you Should lied I... to me don't i married you to breed matters? you <laughs> are you in a partnership like are you not trying don't to live like a life together like don't you person? like yeah don't you think she's funny and nice and smart like <laughs> I'm sorry. Is the face the Don't only thing Don't you love your child any, you? either way? Does yeah. Does even matter? That's such a good point. Like, my kid is ugly, so now I hate them. What? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> that's so stupid. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have kids if you think that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just Fuck uh, those hoes. <laughs> just a thought. Yeah. Ugh. So toxic. Ew. Um, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's really... It was I really hate- bad. Those comments were so weird. I was like, what the fuck? leave people alone um yeah so i think that this lifestyle achievement line kind of um really like struck me in a way um because sometimes i feel like i can kind of agree about how it's like a lifestyle achievement because i think sometimes people getting botox might be a sign of like wealth and class and getting lip fillers even sometimes in terms of like celebrities or rising celebrities or rising influencers or something like that is a sign of having money and people 
this is a hot take. People overdoing filters and, or sorry, overdoing fillers and overdoing Botox, especially, I think is a sign that they have the money that they can spend however they want. Throw it away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we all want a little taste of what it's like to be a celebrity and what it's like to live a lavish life. So it makes sense that a lot more people are getting like cosmetic procedures maybe because they want to relate more to celebrities. Um, So back to this book quickly about the Botox Nation book. So it's written by this woman. I didn't get her first name, but her last name is Brickowitch. Um, and she said that while she was doing research for her book, she read a lot of like magazines and articles and cosmetic surgeons, beauty experts, blah, 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 talking about the preventative properties of Botox and these notions of starting Botox early. And they included statements like you want to clean up your room before it gets dirty. So you want to like make your face look a certain way before, before it gets it to gets that point. Dirty. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> gross. gross. Wrinkles are grass. <laughs> And she said that she began researching her book when she was 31. And obviously, she was strongly, strongly opposed to Botox. But she's been doing so much research. And I guess it got in her head because she actually got injections herself when she was 34. And she interviewed like women who were around her age and who were saying like, you're stupid not to get it. Like dermatologists were saying that she was being negligent. And she yeah i know well she interviewed like a lot of different people so i'm sure some of the negativity definitely got to her and she like got her botox and started getting compliments and she felt like she had like a little secret almost and she didn't tell anybody that she got botox for a few years because she felt like it was a personal failure and yeah there's like a stigma around yeah yeah and since she was like kind of on the side of women i guess she felt like she wasn't like adhering to her core ethics of feminism by getting Botox like she felt ashamed of it and eventually she did tell her like students or whatever that they got Botox and they were like that's fine (laughs) they were like don't worry about it girl I still love you yeah exactly so you can you can be a feminist and still get Botox (laughs) I think is the lesson there um And so kind of the final second final thing I would like to discuss quickly is when people get Botox, is it truly for themselves? (laughs) And this is something that I have grappled with a lot because for... I, as a person who wants to get Botox, I'm like, it's totally for myself. It's to make myself feel better, blah, blah, blah. But why do you need to feel better? When I think about it, it's yes, but no. Exactly. Why do I need... Like, why? If I didn't exist for other people to look at, then I would never think about getting Botox, you know? So... Mm -hmm. When that paycheck comes, I will be getting the Botox. But I think, um, like... Like soon? uh, Maybe. I don't know. I went to... Actually, this is a fun kind of story. I went to a consultation, like, a year ago to get Botox. And they said no. And basically, she called me delusional. (laughs) She's like, you don't need to get Botox. You're 23 years old. Like, you're fine. Um, And she just, like, wouldn't treat me. So I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. But hear me out. Um, I didn't actually want to start getting Botox until people in the real world started making comments about how I look a few years older than I really am. And this could be for a number of reasons. I got big titties. And I think that that's probably one of the reasons that people were thinking that, you know, because boobs really age you. (laughs) Yeah, you have like a very smooth face. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I've been struggling to understand where you would get Botox. It's very nice. Of Not you to say, say you shouldn't. You. 
If you want to get bill checks, all power to you, you should. Yeah. But, but personally, I, you have very smooth, very smooth face. Aw, thank you. So, no lens. And yeah. so because of this, because of like, uh-huh. I was going into the real world, I was doing like work with people and then I would tell them how old I was and they were like, oh my God, really? And they would just be like really rude about it. And this made me sad. And so I figured it must be my face. And so yeah. for like a few years now, I've been considering getting Botox to make myself feel better. You know, because I'm sad because of what other people had said. And if I get Botox, then I'll feel better because people will stop saying that things about me. So in a way, it is for myself because self-esteem would be higher if I felt Mm -hmm. like other people thought that I looked my age. And you can see how it's for myself while also not for myself because it is for others. Because a small part of my self-esteem comes from other people complimenting me or thinking I look good or something like that or age appropriate. I don't know. So... (laughs) It's for other people, but it's also for myself because other people place like worth onto me based on mm-hmm. this. I think based on my the face. way I see it is the whole like hate the game, not the player. What? What do you mean? <laughs> Don't hate on women who get Botox, even if it's for other people. Hate the system that makes them feel like they should. So if you want to yeah. get Botox, you should. And if it makes you feel a little bit better, then you should do it. Then that's what really matters. <laughs> but we can still be a feminist and hate the patriarchy for making it make us feel better. Yeah. Mm. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do to exist in the system that exists. Yeah, that's true. It's probably not going to be crashing down in the next two to three years. So maybe I should probably just not. try to adhere <laughs> to, to the rules. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah. The media tells us aging is bad. So in a way, you are doing it for yourself. But in a way, you're also doing it for others. And But it also makes you feel better. For example, one woman got a facelift because she felt like it gave her a competitive advantage in business to look younger. And she said her whole life got better. She got more it's, opportunities. It's, it's very true. And she got it for herself to make her life better. But that self thing was completely dependent on other people's perceptions of her yeah well people value youth and women yeah so yeah exactly and they were like well we're gonna try to look youthful yeah as long as we can (laughs) that's that's the basis i can totally yeah i think i don't think i would get botox now just because like i feel like if i get older i'm gonna look back and if I get Botox now, I'd be like, why the fuck did I do that? Mm. You know, like now I'm wrinkly. I wasn't then. Yeah. So I want to try to take advantage of having skin that I don't have to inject something into. Yeah, but totally. When I get you don't want to start spending 100- that money, bro. Yeah. I can 100% see myself getting Botox when I'm older. Yeah, me 150%. too. 150%. Me too. And technically, you don't need to do this preventative stuff, like in order no. to do it. Like Botox heals preventative wrinkles. stuff is wearing your sunscreen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Spend your money on other things like sunscreen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean you don't need to do it now. You can you can wait. It's fine. Once you get that wrinkle, then you can get the Botox. Then you I know. I've like thing. noticed like, wrinkles under my eyes recently. Very yeah, fine I have wrinkles. those too. But I was like, oh no. Yeah, well, it's don't worry starting. about it. Botox could do the that too. Is starting. Uh, I know. It starts so quickly. I like noticed a gray hair. A gray hair? I know. <laughs> what? I was like, what? <laughs> Oh, I literally what? noticed it on my 24th birthday, too. I was like, what <laughs> is happening? Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, and then 
gray hairs can be celebrated, but most of Honestly, the time I people like, fear them. I kind of like gray. Hair. It's cute. It's kind of a vibe. It is kind of a vibe. I totally get that. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think people are kind of dyeing their hair gray in some I know fashion it's like a trend. Places. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just ahead of the. You're on trend, buddy. With my one good. gray hair. <laughs> Um, so my future predictions for mm-hmm. Botox is that it's going to get cheaper and it's going to get more popular. And we're going to live in a world where no one looks like how they truly look like, I guess, is kind of the thing, which Probably. I think is okay. I don't really have which, a problem with that. Like, I feel like that already happens to an extent. Yeah. Especially, I think, in the opposite direction, like a lot of young uh, females look much older if we think about yes that's true like 13 young teens Mm -hmm. they're trying to look very much older and they do look very much older Mm -hmm. when we were 13 we looked like derps everyone just looks like they're 20 yeah it's very confusing (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly people are skipping that awkward phase (laughs) and just going straight yeah. And then being... older people, like 30-year-olds, are getting Botox, so they also look like they're Yeah. So it's Everyone's just, like, just... we're all here. We all just we're look all like the same 20s. age. Yeah, we're yeah. all in our 20s. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been watching Love is Blind. Amazing, mm. amazing second season. It's insane. So good. So and... good. Just wait until the, like, reunion. You're going to lose your mind. Oh, so my good. God. It's the best reunion. I literally rewinded it seven times just to rewatch scenes. And, like, mouth jaw on the floor i can't wait i think i'm on episode six or seven now and like it ended on such a cliffhanger like it's so fucking crazy okay so anyways um and the personality is really what shines through in love is blind right that connection that emotional connection that you have with someone that that's really what kind of matters and when they meet each other for the first time after proposing they're like what a nice bonus you're also beautiful Having no wrinkles really only helps. <laughs> you could the you could beef just... I have with this show though is everyone's hot. Everyone yeah, on that show is I hot. Know, right? I'm like, what are you scared of? Yeah, that's what they were saying You're in the TV. show too. Like some of the girls were like, oh my god, every single guy is attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like love is kind of blind, but you're also on a TV show, so you know everyone's hot. So. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Some of the people who didn't get engaged though, like because there was only six engaged couples, I think, or seven, but some of them were not hot we're not hot <laughs> and i think that says a lot oh tea tea about love tea. is blind <laughs> anyways sorry um yeah that's okay that was pretty much the end of that is that you know get it if you want to get it but don't yeah. don't don't fool yourself it's probably for other people but also it's okay because we live it's in a okay. patriarchy and it's okay <laughs> it's okay if you need to make yourself feel better if you can yeah. pay a small amount of money to have some peace of mind in a crazy world all power to you. Mm-hmm. Also, it's you... not a small amount of money. It's very expensive. <laughs> it's like five hundred dollars. Yeah, but I guess that's yeah. Depending, depending on your income, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. Courtney's yeah. in a great financial situation right now. No, so. no, no, no. I'm not in that. I'm not in that much of a great financial situation. But I can see like career people. Yeah, you know, if you can, it's a lot cheaper than other, you know, cosmetic procedures or like getting plastic surgery. Yeah. Or, hating yourself for the rest of your life like, <laughs> instead of going to therapy get botox <laughs> yeah it makes you happier because you can't frown exactly so. exactly your brain doesn't understand your brain is like i'm not frowning why am i sad oh i'm not mm-hmm. sad <laughs> life hack. and if you want to use your hard-earned money 
make yourself feel pretty. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. You're not worth any less because you have Botox in your face. Yeah. You do you. And you're not worth any less because you don't have Botox in your face. Yeah. It's really just, just do like whatever you want. these fucking toxic haters who are just turning <laughs> turning this into some sort of issue. Uh-huh. But it's so stupid. It's like you created the issue, mostly with men, you know. They created the issue yeah. and now they're getting mad at people for finding solutions for- to the issue. Anyways, <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Um, Thank you, Lydia. No problem. I'll close this out. Thanks so much for coming to this episode of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Thank you for listening to Courtney's opinion about credit scores and about how they are really only used to make the poor poor and the rich richer and they target poor people especially (laughs) and thank you for listening to my opinion about botox slash story about botox and um yeah get it don't get it just fucking whatever who cares (laughs) um if you want to hear more of us you can find us on instagram at very.unimportant.people you can also find our Patreon on our Instagram. Make sure you go check us out. Pay that $4. We're going to be balling on a budget after that. Um, there's a lot of video content on there that you can check out. You can see our beautiful faces and um, see some jokes that you might not get because you're only listening to the audio version. No offense. So <laughs> you can also find us on TikTok. And you can also find us on Twitter at the unimportant PPL. And you can email us at hatersclickhere at gmail.com. And that's H-A-T-R-S clickhere at gmail.com. And that's all for us this week. Have a great day.